praise the Lord. We want to bless God for making it possible for us to meet again. The other time we started a series on the topic I called the junction of life. Today we are looking at the same topic, the junction of life, part two. The junction of life, part two. And our scriptures, the accord scripture has been Matthew chapter 8, verse 28 to 34. Matthew 8. 28 to 34. And I read, And when he was come to the other side into the country of the Gagasins, there met him to possess with devils coming out of the tombs, exceeding fears, so that no man may pass that way. And behold, they cried out, saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God? And thou computer to torment us before the time? And there was a good way off from them, a hand of many swine feeding. So the devil besought him, saying, If thou cast us out, suffer us to go into the herd of swine. And he said unto them, Go. And when they were come out, they went to the herd of swine. And behold, the whole ass of swine ran violently down a steep place into the sea and perished in the waters. And they that kept them fled and went their ways into the city and told everything and what was befallen to the possessed of the devils. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they besought him that he would depart out of their coast. Amen. Our major emphasis for now had been that verse 28. Verse 28 says, And when he was come to the other side into the country of the Gagasins, there met him to possess the devils, coming out of the tombs, as in fears, so that no man may pass that way so that no man may pass that way. In the first part, we look at the fact that at a junction, this junction, there are four possibilities. We look at the first possibilities, uh, the first possibility at the other time. And what was the first possibility? is the fact that the man may decide to go back. And today we are looking at the second thesis, which is the second possibility. The man may still be there thinking about what to do. This is a man at this junction. We said that there was a possibility of a way in that place initially, but our powers not have come to banish men from passing that way again. But a man is coming on, having made some progress in that journey, and coming to this junction, and unfortunately, he couldn't make a headway because of this uh, Powers, this possess with devils, and they were in fears. So there's there's bound to be a kind of fear in the heart of the man of what to do. So at this junction, the man may still be there thinking, "What am I going to do now? And should I go back? Should I still stay, taking another route, or should I damn the consequence?" And today we are looking at the fact that the man may still be there thinking about what to do. And at this point, the man may be so indecisive because of this uh, present situation that he had just met himself. I want to look at um, the Israel, even in the wilderness, as our case studies. Israel in the wilderness. As they were journeying through the wilderness from Egypt onto Canaan, they got to a location called Kadesh Barnea. Kadesh Bania, and the meaning of Bania is wilderness of wandering. Somebody even said that it has been the headquarters of their wandering. 
Why? Because out of the whole 40 years wandering the wilderness, they spent 38 whole years out of the 40 years around Kadesh Barnea. Can you see? 38 years out of the 40 years just in a location around a place merely go random confused being perplexed they were entangled and stuck everyone in the wilderness there was so much stagnancy a kind of a fragmented state that kid mind no specific direction at Kadesh Banya. and this is the lot and the portion of these people at this point in time even in their journey and that people are people like that that come to a point in this in their life like this that they don't know what to do unfortunately they have been making some progress but lo and behold they made themselves in the Kadesh Banya and much confusion at that point in time if we even ask them what is happening what are you doing now what do you want to do you find that they couldn't be able to they will not be able to give uh, a specific answer why there's a power at work or there are powers at work even at this point in time of their lives and let me say that a lot of things happen at Kadeshbania. it is at, the, at this point at Kadeshbania, that the people say well let's let's make a captain let us go back to egypt it is at this point too that moses sent 12 of them as spies to canaan it is at Kadeshbania that Korah, Dathan, and Abiram and their company, they died. The earth opened up and swallowed them up. It is at this point, to at this location, that Miriam died and was buried. And um, just to fascinate you also to know that at this location, around Kadeshbania, is a place that Moses disobeyed God. He was asked to go and speak unto the mountain. But he struck the mountain, he smote the mountain twice, and God told him, because of this, you are not going to reach that promised land. It's a land of wastings, a lot of destructions around Kadesh Banya. And a lot of people have come to this state and to this position in their journey in life. And what happened? God told them. In Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 2 and 3, God told Israel, and the Lord spake unto me, this is Moses, Moses talking here, saying, Ye have compassed this mountain long enough, turn you northward. You have been here, you have tarried so long, even here. It is time for you to move forward in this journey. You, have take, you are taking too much time, you are making so much time here. Can we see now? And by the time we come to verse 14 of the same Deuteronomy chapter 2, the Bible says, And the space in which we came from Kadeshbania, until we come over, the brook Zered was thirty and eight years, until all the generation of the men of war were wasted out from among the hosts, as the Lord swore unto them. It's a location of wastings. If you consider your life too, maybe this is the state that you are. A lot of wastings, a lot of uh, destructions, a, a lot of things that you never bargained for, aside to happen to you. When you look back, you ask yourself a question, how did I meet myself in this state? Oh, it's a very sorry state and location. It's a state that a man will lose his strength. There will no vitality, no vigor, no spirit, no enthusiasm to do anything. The whole energy of the man is served. No life is not active to do anything. 
This is Kadesh Banyan. Total confusion. The man does not know what to do. Got stuck at a location, at a point, at a state. Beloved of God, the Lord is talking to you even this day. At this stage that you are, there is a need to take a decisive step to move forward. You have stayed so long at this Kadesh Banya. Yes, I also believe we too, like people used to say, that God's time is the best. But I also found out that some of this God's time is the best has become a consolation. When they want to say that, say they don't have to console themselves because of uh, the situation they have found themselves. Suddenly you find yourself down. What, what do I do? Well, the only thing to say God's time is the best. Waiting for a time. And beloved of God, if nothing is done, the time may not come. And let me say that at Kadeshbania, these people they are already at the border of Canaan, almost getting there, almost there. Almost considering that, that man at uh, uh, the place we've read our scripture, Matthew chapter 8. He has been making some progress. It may be just man just coming to the end of that to his destination to the end of the journey. And such thing happened. Can you see? Failure at edge of success. Can you see what is happening to this man here? God's time is the best. If nothing is done, the boss person must still be making, making time there. All, all already at the border of Canaan. But at Kadesh Banya, they were already almost making the place their terminus. 38 years out of the 40 years. The place has already almost been turned, have been turned to their terminus. They have already turned the place to their end point. Almost the final destination. And that is not the purpose of God. Yes, they are at Kadesh Banya. But Kadesh Banya is only meant to be a gateway to the promised land. Not the promised land. It's only just a gateway for them to enter into the promised land. Some people they have made the place that shall be, be, uh, become uh, the gateway to their destiny, to the fulfillment of the purpose of God in their lives. They have stayed that have made the place their end point, their last bus stop. Can we see a lot of murmurings, a lot of unbelief, a lot of uh, rebellion and disobedience at this point in time? What has God told you? Why are you not making uh, headway? Why are you not moving forward? A lot of things may be responsible for this. And one of the things that may be responsible for them may be your disobedience. One way or the other, God has spoken, but you have neglected His voice. Uh, just like those women in Luke chapter 24, Luke 24, uh, after the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, those women, they went there, I mean, to the, to the tomb in order to do the needful on the body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But Lord, because when they got there, the scripture says that the father and the stone had been rolled away from the sepulchre. Verse 3 of Luke chapter 24 says, And they entered in and found out the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, much perplexed thereabout, just roaming about aimlessly and endlessly around the whole place, with no focus, no direction, not knowing what to do. Can you see? That is the state of a man. And this is the state of these women here. But as they were doing that, 
Behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Verse 5 says, And they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth. And they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? The two men told the women, Why are you still seeking the living among the dead? He's not here, but he's risen. Amen. Remember how he spoke unto you when he was yet in Galilee. What is it that he spoke unto them? Verse 7. The son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. And they turned the rise again. And verse 8 says, And they remembered his words. Those women remembered the words of Jesus. The reason why they were merry-go-rounding the whole place is because they have forgotten his word. What he told them that at the third day he will rise again. It has brought confusion and perplexity upon their lives. You are in a state of disobedience. God has spoken, but you are yet to obey. Total obedience. Partial obedience is tantamount to disobedience. God has spoken, but you are yet to obey him. And it has brought a lot of trouble, a lot of tragedy, a lot of calamity, confusion, perplexity over your life. And this day, you have to remember his word. And they remember his word. That he has said so and so things. And verse 9 says, and they returned from the sepulchre. They returned, yes, from that company of the dead. And they returned. Beloved of God, you have to remember his word today. What has he spoken? And because you have refused his word, that is why you are still kept here in Kadesh Banya. That is why all these things are still happening in your life. No peace of mind. No movement. Hmm. Amen. And it is until you have found this man that you can make a headway even in life. Until you have remembered his word and obey his word. And you have the visitation of the angels. This angelic visitation that you make a progress in life. In Genesis chapter 37. Genesis 37. Jacob. On that day, call his son Joseph. Say, Joseph, my son, come. Go to the field. And go and look after the welfare of your brothers. What is happening to them? And come back. Come and tell me what is happening in the field. And the Bible now says, He knew initially, that is Jacob, that they were going to shake him. And that is verse 14 of Genesis chapter 37. And he said to him, Go, I pray thee, and see whether it be well with their brethren, and where with the flocks, and bring me word again. So he set him out of the vale of Hebron, and he came to Shechem. Verse 15 says, And a certain man found him, a certain man found Joseph in Shechem. And behold, he was wandering in the field. Joseph was wandering in the field. And the man asked him, saying what seekest thou what are you looking for and joseph said verse 16 i seek my brethren tell me that brethren where they feed where they feed their flocks verse 17 now says and the man said they are departing hence for i heard them say let us go to dotan and joseph went after his brethren and found them in dotan the initial knowledge they had 
is that his brothers will be in Shechem, not knowing that they have left Shechem. Thank God, because the scriptures of verse 15 says, I sought a man found him who delivered Joseph from his wandering. Today, the man will find you that will deliver you from your wandering in the mighty name of Jesus. Where you thought Jesus was yesterday, he may no longer be there today. Because the revelation of God is dynamic and progressive. Mary and her company thought Jesus would still be in the tomb, but has been a shift. Joseph thought that his brothers will still be at Shechem, but has been a shift. Beloved God, we need to seek the face of God very well today. Need to seek his face diligently to be able to know. I know, I know. We are his now, as per his purpose in your life. Or else, you will see continue in this wandering. And uh, how many days are still remaining in this wandering? We don't know. And we may find that the days, perhaps brother, the days, sister, may be converted to weeks, the weeks to months, and eventually to years. If care is not taken, like people will say, still counting. How many days are still counting? How many weeks are still counting? How many months are still counting? How many years are still counting? May the Lord deliver you today in the mighty name of Jesus. Part of the reason, part of the thing that may still keep a man, even in the wilderness, may be the good things around him, good things in his life. And not knowing that. There are some good things in us, in our lives, around us, that are enemy of our best. Most times, the good is the enemy of the best. There is the best of God concerning your life, but there are some good things that are delayed. Good uncle, good job, good boss, good and nice landlord, good accommodation. We love to... We love player. At least I'm saying enjoy myself here. It's good. <laughs> but beloved of God, before you know what is happening, the days are going. And by the time you look back, you will find that years and time have been wasted. It's good to have good people around us, but when those good people now have become a God over our lives, then there is the problem. There lies the problem. Remember, the good Jacob, the good father, the nice father over Joseph. But Joseph had a purpose to fulfill. Unfortunately, the father so much loved him. The scripture says that he made for him a coat of many colors. He's a boy, he's a child of his old age. So much love this boy. When you read the story, you find that Jacob loved Joseph so dearly. And for the fact that even their mother was no longer alive. But he had the purpose of God to fulfill in his life. But the good of the father want, wanted to disturb and to distort and to hinder the best of God in his life. What are those two good things that we are still clinging on to? We are still embracing so much. We are finding it difficult to separate from them. 
by virtue of one thing or the other that we are seeing enjoy, I mean, enjoying from those ends, everybody loves comfort zone. But to fulfill our destiny, beloved of God, we may get out, we may need to get out of this comfort zone. Even Egypt, I mean, Israel at a point in time, they said, let us go back to, to Egypt. They remember all those things they were eating. We were eating this, we were eating that, we were eating this, we were eating that. Look at what we are eating here in this wilderness. Look at this. Eh? All this manner. Huh? And that is the nation of man. Beloved of God, seek the best of God for your life and pursue it. Amen. So I want us to know if it is possible to ask Joseph why he was in Egypt. In those testing periods of his life, if we ask him, what would you have wanted now, Joseph? I believe Joseph would have said, I, I love, I want to go back home. And that would have been the desire, the greater desire of this boy. I want to see father again. I want to feel his love again. I want to feel his touch again. I want to lie at the bosom of the father again. Hey, it's good. They are good things. But those are not the best of God for his life. Amen. Consider the case of Jacob and Laban. There was trouble in the house, a problem in the house between Esau and Jacob. And the mother looked at the whole issue scenario and said, Well, my boy, it's better run from your brother because we heard that he was proposing to kill you. Go to my brethren, go to my, my place, stay there until the anger of your brother is appeased. Then after you can come back, even we send, I will send to you to bring you back from there. Lo and behold, a place that's supposed to be just a short time, a short while to go and just come back. Beloved, Jacob succeeded in spending 20 good years in the house of Laban. 20 years he was there. Like play, like play, as people will say. <laughs> but there was a day the man woke up. The man got to himself. He came to himself and said, what is happening to me? I've been here 20 years. Be counting years have been counting. I'm here. What is happening? And he woke up, he realized himself, just like that prodigal uh, son. He came to himself and he went to meet Laban, his master. <laughs> and part of what he said, and he told him in the book of Genesis, chapter 30, verse 29 and 30. Genesis 20, uh, 30, verses 29 and 30. And he said unto him, This is Jacob saying unto Laban, Thou knowest how I have served thee, and how thy cattle was with me. For it was little which thou hast before I came. And it is now increased unto a multitude, and the Lord has blessed thee since my coming. And now, when shall I provide for my own house also? Time is going over my life. When am I going to prepare for my own house also? When am I going to be delivered from this servitude? When am I going to be free from this slavery? When am I going to prepare for my own house? I also have my own house to prepare for. Beloved of God, you have your house to prepare for. A calling upon your life. 
a destiny to fulfill. And I'm asking you also, when shall you provide for that? Enough of this comfort zone that you are. I pray for you. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, the power that wants to keep you under perpetually. In perpetual slavery and servitude. Let the power lose his grip over your life today in the mighty name of Jesus. You have to see God and ask God, Lord, where I am, this location, this city, this person I am, is it your will for my life? And if it's not the will of God, please, beloved of God, cry unto God. And every shin, abandon every shackle, abandon into this state, into this position. Even into this place where you are still marking time. That shame will break loose from you. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. You need to seek his face, beloved of God. As he spoken, obey him fully. Obey his word. Listen and follow his detailed instructions for you. At the last Passover, when Christ was about to go, the disciples came up to him and said, Master, where are we going to prepare the Passover for you? And when we look at the book of Mark chapter 14, that is from verse 12 to 15 now. And the first day of their living bread, when they killed the Passover, his disciples said unto him, We are without that we go and prepare that thou mayest eat the Passover. And he sent forth two of his disciples and said unto them, Go ye into the city, and there shall meet you a man bearing a pitcher of water. Follow him. Verse 14. And wheresoever he shall go in, say ye to the good man of the house, the master said, We are the guest chamber. We are I shall eat the Passover with my disciples. And he will show you a large upper room furnished and prepared. They are make ready for us. Can you see? He said to the disciples, just go into the city. As you are going to the city, you will see a man. You will meet a man. And the man will be carrying a picture. Don't worry. You just follow the man. I guess the man did not even know that some people were following him. No. He did not know that some people were following him. It's not like Christ just gave his instruction. When you see the man, just follow the man. They saw the man and when they were following the man. And the man did not know that some people were following him. And Christ has told them, any house that the man enter, enter to that house too. And when you get there, ask for the good man of the house. Eventually, it may be even this picture, this picture man that they ask from, that where is the good man of the house? Where is the owner of the house? Where is the master of this house? That man has finished his job. His job is just to get them in, into that house. And the next instruction. When you get there, ask for the good man of the house and ask the man of the house, where is the guest chamber where I shall eat the Passover with my disciples? And the man, the good man of the house, will show you a large upper room already furnished and prepared. There make ready for us, already furnished and prepared. The preacher man that will get you there Onto the very upper room, not just a room, but a large room, not just a large room, an upper room, well ventilated. The picture man today, you will locate him in the name of the Lord Jesus. The room furnished and prepared for you. Amen. Beloved of God, you need to follow his instruction. 
detailed instruction precept upon precept line upon line how many years have you been in your kadesh banya one year two years three years four years five years Israel at Kadesbania, at this point in time, they were already 38 years around that location. Remember that man that Jesus met at the pool of Bethsaida. That is John chapter 5. And as Jesus got there at that pool of Bethesda, there were great multitudes of people that folk of blind, hot, withered, waiting for the movement of the water. And lo, this man was there. I've been there for 38 years. Sick. Was with infirmity. 38 good years. Don't forget, Israel was in, uh, at uh, Kadesh Banya for 38 years. This month too, in that infirmity state, infirm state was, was 38 years. No healing. And the master came that day and said, Without be made whole. Thank God for that visitation. If the man had been in that condition for 38 years, which means the man had been in that condition before Christ was born. If Christ finished his work, his assignment, between 33 and 33 and a half years, and this man has been in his state, the state of this condition of uh, infirmity for 38 years. He had been in that condition even <laughs> before Christ was born. He had been there. Can you see the state of the man? 38 good years. But that day, he met the deliverer himself. He met the man himself. He met the man of Calvary, he met him. The Jehovah Rapha himself, the Lord our healer, he met him. The deliverer, he met him. The giver of life, who himself is alive, he met him. But the man said one, one thing that was interesting. He said, I have no man. Anytime the angel came to, to, to turn this water, I no man to push me into the water. And that is why I've been in this state. That may also be your state. I have no man. I've been in the wilderness for no help. I've been seeking help from this person, from that person. I've gone here. I've gone to this person. I've gone to meet so, so support person, so, so place. I have tried this. I have tried that. And that has been the complaints and interview I've been making. But the master is asking you, without being made whole, without being delivered from this state. And I pray. That from your own 38 years, I don't know how many years you have been in that state. From your own years, your 38 years, or how many years you have been in this condition. Jesus, the Son of God, we command your deliverance today. And we set you free in the mighty name of Jesus. The power of Christ will break loose every yoke upon your life. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And today marks the end of your wilderness wandering in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And can you see that there are some challenges that have come upon some of us, that some people even as Christians, challenges that some have had before they came unto Christ. It may even be that challenge that may have brought you to Christ or brought the person to Christ. Yes, just like this man. 
That's some challenges that have been there that some foundational things, foundational problems, foundational this and that have been there, ruling and, uh, and tormenting before now. Before Christ was born in your heart, before Christ came into your heart, before you came to know Christ, before you came to meet him, before you begin to have a contact with him, he, it had been there. All these challenges and problems, they are reproaches unto the redemptive work of Christ. Today, those challenges and problems, they are expired in the mighty name of Jesus. And I pray for you. Every cloud of confusion and perplexity. Now I call you to mark time on the spot for so long the time is lifted today in the mighty name of Jesus. See after me. All oh, my wasted virtues, wasted glory, treasures, calling, purpose, by the virtue of my stage too long, at my Kadeshmania, today they are restored back unto me in the name of Jesus. See after me, every chain and shackle of disobedience, slothfulness, self we that caged my life down at Kadeshmania, that caged my life down in this wilderness, is broken today in the name of Jesus. You want to pray concerning some from Psalm 29, verse 8. That chapter, there's something that is coming in that chapter. It was talking about the voice of the Lord, the voice of the Lord. When we come to verse 8 of that chapter, Psalm 29, it says, The voice of the Lord shaken the wilderness. The Lord shaken the wilderness of Kadesh. That is the wilderness of Kadesh Banya. I pray today that the voice of the Lord will roll today through your wilderness. We roar to your Kadesh Bania and command your release now in the mighty name of Jesus. There will be a shaking. The Lord will shake this wilderness today in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And you will be delivered. And today I pray for you that you will remember his word again. He has spoken. Whatever he has spoken unto you, you will remember again. His light will flood your heart and gradual illumination and direction. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, you will hear God today for specific instruction, and you will follow that instruction until you get to your destination, until you get to your destiny, and to your prepared place furnished for you. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you will receive an angelic visitation, <laughs> just like that man, the the the, the, the angel that, he, that visited him that day, <laughs> not just an angel, but the Lord Himself. That man, that man at the pool of. Uh, Bethesda. Yes, it is the Lord himself, the Lord of glory himself. Today, the man that found Joseph, the angels that found those women at the tomb of Christ, Jesus himself that found that man in John chapter 5 at the pool of Bethesda. We find you today in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus and we visit your life specifically and there shall be total and total total deliverance upon your life in the mighty name of the lord jesus christ the light will come and the light will show you the way in the mighty name of the lord jesus thank you father in jesus mighty name we have prayed once again my name is sunday akimladu your brother i can be reached from plus two three four seven zero eight one 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 five two five seven until next time that we continue this series and we look at the part three of the team we are considering the junction of life remain blessed in jesus name amen